Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Long Legs. This is You Can Tell Me Anything. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Um, this is a very fun episode. I just have a couple quick announcements before we get going. Um, I just sent out the most recent Confidant newsletter. If you want to get on next month's Super Confidant newsletter, it's $5 or more to paypal.me slash you can tell me anything. Um, it's kind of, just kind of a way to keep this show going since um, th- I do do this for free um, and I love it. It's nice, but you know, there are costs <laughs> that come with it. So uh, if you want to um, help support the show, um, I also will send you the Super Confidant newsletter. Um, you can come and go as you like. Um, it's not like a Patreon where you have to commit anything. And every month I send out a personalized letter along with photos and video, uh, video blog and other um, just personal confessions of mine. So if you want to get on that, it's paypal.me slash you can tell me anything $5 or more before the fifth of the month. Um, a couple of shows coming up, want to let you guys know about. October 20th, 20th, I'm hosting for Judah Friedlander on Nowhere Comedy Club, which is an all digital online comedy club because that is what comedy is now. Nowherecomedyclub.com to get those tickets on October 20th. Um, if you like Judah Freelander, which I do, and you like me, which I hope you do, um, you should come to that. And this Friday, I am doing two digital shows that are a little more low-key, but if you want to come watch, um, the, I'm doing it's Friday, October 9th, I'm doing Unpopular Opinion, um, as well as Faded Comedy. Um, those links are all on my website, TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows. And uh, finally, tonight, Thursday, October 8th, I am hosting Comedy Quarantine on Instagram Live. And if you've caught any of these shows, you know we've been doing it since March, the beginning of quarantine. I've been able to raise, I think, close to like $20,000 for charity, which has been really nice. Um, but of course, uh, I am beginning to be exhausted, as well as wanting to put my efforts towards more. Um, just as things have changed, I want to be able to uh, clear up some time to help the community and, and just work on my skills to, you know, you know what I mean. Anyways, point being, we've moved to three days a week, um, so I will be taking Thursday night spots. If you want to watch Comedy Quarantine, every Thursday I will be hosting until otherwise noted on Comedy Quarantine uh, on Instagram. So that's at Comedy Quarantine. Um, And we also have shows Wednesday and Friday, and that's at 7 p.m. PT, Um, but no more Monday, Tuesday. Okay? Finally, you can always reach me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram or at Tell Me Anything Pod. Write me, tell me anything pod at gmail.com if you have questions, concerns, confessions. I love to hear your confessions. Um, yeah, pretty much. I'm excited for this episode. Um, Hannah and I met online, and we actually have never met in person, but she was such a great guest. So, so funny. Please go follow her, watch her on TV. Um, very, very cool person, and um, enjoy. You can tell her, you can tell her anything, she's a real good listener, you can tell her anything. Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. This is Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. Um, I'm actually really excited to have the guest I have today. She, uh, you know her from Bravo Summer House and... Today, she, I think it was just announced um, the news that she's going to be one of the hosts of the new show Chat Room on Bravo, and she also has a very funny podcast uh, called Burning in Hell, which is randomly how I found you, even though I know <laughs> all, all, all of your fans probably found you from TV to your podcast, um, and I'm just going to quickly read a tweet of hers and then introduce her because I really like this 
behind every woman, every great woman is a great ass. I very much enjoyed that. It's Hannah Burner. Thanks for having me, Teresa. It's so funny because this is the first time we've ever met. Mm-hmm. And we also like have just been low-key following each other. So I like <laughs> to hear how you know me and how I kind of knew you. Yeah, I can tell you. So I, uh, because I used to listen to Nick- Nikki Laser's podcast. Um, I don't have Sirius. So I would have to listen to the, the bougie one. Um, mm-hmm. But I know you've, you've did, done her podcast. And then I think, I don't know if you've done, um, was it Girls Gotta Eat? They're definitely, I feel like yeah. you're floating around. I've been like, yes. I've been touching different, you know, sections of like female podcasters for a bit. So it's yeah. like, and yeah, you're I'm, very like, and you're very funny online. So, but I think the first episode of your podcast I listened to was Caroline Calloway because I was like, I gotta know. And um, I just like love that you interviewed her and then I followed you and you're very funny. So even though I wanted to, I think I secretly was like, let me see if she's funny. And I was like hoping to you for you to not be funny. And then I was like, oh, damn, she's funny. So then I was like, OK, cool. That's actually better. But, uh, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I love that. I love that. But I love that you looked at me with a critical eye and you still were like, I like her. Because you went in not rooting. And I like that because I had to win you over. And that's the kind of affection. That I, I like <laughs> well, there's a I lot like. of um, there's a lot of influencers who are comedians in their bio. But you're like a comedian and you've done stand up. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen you do yeah. stand up, but I've heard you talk about it. So I was like, OK, yeah, she's like funny and cool and hot and like is like actually doing it. So I oh, like yeah, thank you. I feel the same way about you because <laughs> I think I was like I feel like I was hooking up with like a random comic and I was like stalking his profile. And like somehow I was looking at like videos he was making and somehow I got into like a weird YouTube oh my God. wormhole and you were like acting in some like small comedy video. And I was just, you know, you're just watching random comedy videos. And I remember th- like looking at you and being like, oh, she looks stylish. Like I thought you were stylish for some reason because you are. And then I clicked on you and you had funny tweets and I was, I just like love being surrounded by like that kind of energy on my feed. And I don't even, I feel like I might've followed you first. I don't know, but I, I just, that's how I found you. I love that. Um, you don't have to say who it is, but I'm so curious. It's so funny. Um, I mean, that does check out. I started stand up in New York, and when I my first year of stand up, I was dating a male comic who was a little ahead of me. So I feel like I was like doing things, but not stand up, and it was around. But I really got my footing in LA. So I don't know most of the people now, but um, it would make sense if you're in New York and met someone and like backstalk them and found me. Yeah, I backstalk. I backstalk, and I it would found be a long it. time ago. <laughs> no, it was like, yeah, it was a long time ago. And then it was fun because I was like, oh, like, what do these people look like now? And I was, I was like, who's blown up from this video of like, it had like 300 views on YouTube or oh something. And then you were like, kind of doing fun stuff. Also, I'm like fascinated by like, the LA comedy scene, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like in the New York, you know, rat scene. So it's interesting to be like, oh, it's like to be a comic in L.A. So, yeah. I feel like as a, L.A. is always envious of New York. I just like uh, I like living here now, but I love New York. But, you know, it was a time of my life that um, probably will never come back in the same way. So I was very much like early 20s, classic, uh, just a mess. Um, so New York will chew you up and spit you out. But that's like just how it is. It's yeah. Just, also, early 20s are disgusting anyway. Wait, I'm so I'm like recording paranoid is it supposed to record on zoom i'm recording, recording don't on- worry you're good oh my god thank you because but- <laughs> i like will go 30 minutes without pressing record no people. it's all good i have it right here um i'm but- projecting my trauma onto you sorry <laughs> i do that all the time but well this was this will be a good way to get to know you i like to start by asking for a good confession just to have a positive note so hannah is there something good you want to confess 
I think a positive co- confession right now is I actually like met a guy that I'm seeing and I kind of and I like actually he's my boyfriend. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like kind of like him. No, like, I can tell you're the together. avoidant one. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's older and he's like yeah like I like this I know what's happening I'm good and I don't mean to be like the cold hearted bitch but I'm like. You know, I'm more fresh in terms of like not trusting people, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so I'm seeing someone new. That's my humble brag. That's great. And especially during a pandemic, I feel like it's actually weirdly a good time. I like I low key got in a relationship during quarantine as well. Someone I had started dating before, but not official till after. And I kind of think quarantine is a good time to heal trauma, but nobody's really talking about it. But it is it is like a time when you have to like face it, you know? So Yeah, we're all stuck like alone with our own thoughts. And yeah. I think people it's quarantine speeds up things I think so like Mm -hmm. if you hated your significant other but like you lived in New York and you didn't have time to break up with them or whatever because you like (laughs) were working too hard or whatever people's excuses are now you're like stuck with them you're either like wow this is so right for me and life is short and I want to get married and have babies or you're like I hate this person and I'm kicking them out yeah why if you don't even know what's gonna happen next month why would you waste time that that makes sense I also think um I feel like like all the bad things that feel like they're coming to a head would have just taken longer. I'm talking personally, obviously. I'm I'm not talking about like yeah. you know like the you know global things, but just we like, can mass generalize. But yeah, <laughs> but just the idea of like if I was out and about, I could do more like uh, you know go out and drink or go out and party, and then like prolong a processing yes. period. But now I'm like, well, I can't go anywhere, so I guess I have to just have this conversation tonight. You know, I think life can like so easily get in the way or like distract you from like things that are happening like you know those friends where you're like how are they still with this person but during <laughs> quarantine you're just like looking at yourself in the mirror the whole day because you've nothing better to do mm-hmm. and you're just like facing your truth and I think it's been actually healthy for people that's yeah that's a good way of putting it I think I'm that friend for myself I'm always like why are you no <laughs> I'm happy now but I feel like a lot in my past was like how did I end up here again I'm so confused. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to start with that. Usually I do the game at the end, but I feel like um, this is a good intro to you and it's fun and I wanted just to play it first. And it kind of relates to what we're talking about. So you have um, some tweets that will start with like, do I like him or dot, dot, dot. Oh my God, they're my favorite. Which yeah. I love. They're so super funny. Um, so I uh, have a game inspired by that. They're all, each of these scenarios are inspired by one of your tweets. And oh my God. <laughs> they're just, okay, so I'm going to call this like, deal makers or good triggers it's kind of like these are i'm going to start with something this guy did that's bad and then end with um something he did that's inspired by tweet and then just tell me if you would still like him or still date him and then if you bonus points if you can guess which tweet it's inspired by (laughs) i think it'll make sense when i read it all right this is the first one um he's flaky online and has rescheduled your first date three weeks in a row but you finally meet up and go back to his place. It's a pre-war Lower East Side apartment with exposed brick, central AC, and right it's right above a bagel shop, and it has rooftop access. <laughs> oh, my God. I, love, I feel like um, I would definitely continue to give him a chance because exposed brick makes my be <laughs> wet. It's so funny because I did a show in LA and Dynasty Typewriter and I did the exposed brick joke and it just didn't land. And I'm like, that is my OG joke. But ah. it's funny because my friend after was like, people don't have exposed brick in LA. And if they do, like they're in a crack den, like their house is not fully developed. And so I realized anyway, yeah. So I would, I feel like everyone's like in New York. So if mm. he has a nice apartment, might as well see how he got there. True. What it's, like. The nice apartment in New York goes way more of a long way than LA. Cause I think 
um there's just way more space in la but i think yeah. uh yeah that exposed brick that's a new york thing but i loved it i had a loft in brooklyn with that and um oh, we were not yeah. happy in terms of like money or anything but we were happy throwing <laughs> parties there <laughs> oh yeah and you put little like lights and stuff yeah. and it was cool oh yeah Okay, here's the next one. He doesn't answer his texts, but his sheets are always clean. His clothes are actually in drawers or in the closet, not on the floor. And he's never worn the same shirt twice in a week. Ew, I hate him. <laughs> like, I hate that oh, man. Oh, okay, okay. Like, I'm a, it's funny because I'm a slob and I'm dating a slob right now. And I feel like my love language is quality time and, like, communication. So if you're not responding to my texts and you care more about how you ah. look in your image than me, like you can go fuck yourself. Oh my God. Wow. That's another layer I didn't even think about. I was inspired by, do I like him or does he just smell like fresh laundry? But, uh, I guess it was just a smell thing for you. Not a clean thing for you. <laughs> I'm actually like obsessed with scents. Like it was during quarantine. I didn't have sex for six months. And then I went to this party and I straight up asked the guy if I could smell his hair. Oh my God. Like I, just, I, like, I need to smell pheromones. I'm a, I, I'm a big smell person too. And sometimes I think, um, um, a lot of like people who are more sensitive to smells can hold on to trauma more because you're so reminded by things all the time. That's interesting. That's like that old spice commercial. That's like memory is the closest thing tied to scent, or, or scent uh -huh. is the closest thing tied to memory. That's how I learned that from old scent. <laughs> there's a, I mean, there's less seasons here, but when I lived in New York, like every like August, September, there's a special like. It's more of a feeling, but like there are like smells of fall if you ignore the tra oh, yeah. trash. But it's like the dew and like yeah. a little bit of like a wet leaf type mm -hmm. smell. It always <laughs> reminds me of I moved to New York when I was 17 to go to college there. It always reminds me of like being this like bushy tailed, like wide eyed 17 year old, like moving into the dorms like every fall. It's like, oh, my God, I love how you like read my trauma instantly. Just being like, yeah, I get you. <laughs> You, you like smells <laughs> and actually I am prone to remembering like uh, but that's what I love about New York City too and LA is probably similar in some ways but like every block in New York after living there my whole life I have a different memory of a different time yeah yeah that's well you don't have that here in LA because we can just get in our cars and it's like mostly you're on the highway it's like I you're guess like, I have a lot of memories reminds me of every day this week <laughs> every audition I was late for um okay here's the next one he's late to all your dates and you've never finished in bed with him but you've written 10 minutes of new material in the time you've dated and it's crushing on stage oh my god i feel like i care more about my mental health right now than just like good jokes and i feel like there's i don't even know where i get half my material so i feel like i like to take it and leave like i get what i want and i'm not gonna like push it and honestly the best stuff comes like immediately and if you just like wait too long <laughs> to keep it coming that's what that's what I'm thinking I just like can't stay with guys if they're not like benefiting me yeah. it's like I'd rather be single unless if you're like a positive influence in my life that's a good way to put it and you said um you, you'd rather have it happen right away than wait and that's also how I feel about finishing in bed if uh, a guy's not gonna do it I'm just like I'm just gonna, you're not gonna get it it's I can tell. Oh, so yeah. it applies to both. Um, but I like, I think that's a healthy answer. Um, don't date someone for the material, but if <laughs> it comes with material, why not? <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like if it's bad, I'm always like, that was a great story. So we'll um, move on. That was inspired by, do I like him or does he just inspire my tweets? Okay. I have one more serious one or more real one. And one just very jokey one. Um, do you want them both or do you want to just pick one? Both. Okay. So he met your parents in cargo shorts, but on the day of a big audition, you're nervous about he offers to drive you there. And when you get out of the car, he says, I'm proud of you. Oh, I'm so into him. I want to <laughs> date him. I actually don't like guys who are like overly obsessed with what they wear. 
I like guys who look like they just wear stuff their mom got them mm. and they just wear it. And I guess it's like that, like, I don't want a guy taking more time to get ready. And I just feel like a guy being proud of you, like, I'll fuck him with cargo shorts. On. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'll wear his cargo shorts. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. You can wear it every day. I've never thought about that way, but that's true. If he's like the mom thing, I'm like, wow, that's a much sweeter way. I just thought of it as like, oh, he doesn't care because he's entitled. But the idea of like, oh, he's very sweet and innocent, like like his mom dressed him. That's a better way. I feel like New York, a lot of guys don't have style or the New York style is actually obnoxious. It's like all like black. Well, that's Mm. very like Manhattan is very like black or whatever. I just, if a guy is overly stylized, Mm. I guess I maybe I'm just like intimidated by it or I'm just like he's I think it's cute when a guy doesn't have style and then I can manipulate and control him and <laughs> make him into the perfect you style need him guy. To I love you. when I like the guy I started dating I knew I liked him because immediately I was like that pink red color shirt you wear <laughs> oh and he's like what and I'm like never wear it again oh my like, gosh you're mine, you're mine so now <laughs> wow I did my first boyfriend I did have to uh tell him not to wear shorts to me my parents but that's because he like would wear Hawaiian short shirts out and I was like I'm gonna just like put a little bit of bumpers on this meeting um, yeah like, I love you we're just gonna tone it down you're at a 10 I want you at a six um that tweet was do you know which one that is that was oh my god did I write something about cargo shorts I don't even no remember. it's well because I'm going with the the good so the good stuff is inspired by the your um your tweet so do I like him or do I just want my dad to tell him he's proud of me it's kind of a reverse engineered um, deal maker instead of deal breakers. Because we all know the things people don't like. Okay, here's that. the really joke one, but it's uh, inspired by a tweet. So maybe you can guess which tweet it is. He quotes QAnon, but you've been stranded on a quarantine cruise ship for nine days and the only thing left to drink is sangria and it's made with melons and cranberry juice cocktail. He has a bottle of water and offers it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is where I like him. I just dehydrated. Yeah. I love that because it like plays off of the idea of like just being thirsty but also it's like you know when people are like are you actually hungry or do you just need to drink water and then I was just like oh am I do I need to get this attention from this guy or do I just need to take a sip of water and get my life together but then it inspires more tweets mm-hmm. where you're like I like this 2020 just need to drink water and then they'll be better like I just hate how <laughs> so much of life funny. people are like I'll go to therapy and they're like you don't drink enough water and I'm like they can't just be the answer <laughs> I feel like, like okay it. your friends are probably slightly different from mine because I've never had friends go are you really hungry or do you need to drink water and I feel like that's how I know your friends are very hot and famous <laughs> <'Cause it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh we don't God. eat we just lounge at the beach which is fine but I'm like I don't no, think anyone's so ever been like drink I water do don't have, eat like, <laughs> I have like reality TV friends who like their face is just like don't move and then I have like my comedy friends who are just like make fun of all those kinds of people so it's like a very interesting mix I mean that's probably like LA like Mm. one corner is a certain type of person like next corner you see like a total different scene oh for sure I yeah I'm very much like no judgment I'm if I could live that life I would I I for sure put pictures (laughs) of my butt on the internet but I know I know that I'm uh I know where I am I'm a funny girl and that's fine (laughs) (laughs) well and summer has the show I'm on everyone is always like oh my god I love Hannah she's the relatable one and I'm like does that mean I'm the ugly one (laughs) like are you guys saying I'm the like the not good looking one of the show, but I've come to terms with it's more complicated than that. So yeah, it's a good thing. Um, Women are complex. We're multifaceted. Yeah, we are. They just want to put us in a box and then they're like, oh shit, you don't fit. Um, (laughs) But that brings me to, okay, so this is a confession pod. So I have to ask you, Hannah, is there anything you would like to tell me? 
Oh, so is this like the confession? Yeah. I mean, if you're not ready, we can just read more of a well, choice. But <laughs> that was actually a perfect segue. Also, like the weight of my heart is like when someone says they like a tweet or they're like burning in hell. So I'm feeling like very close to you right now. <laughs> like you understand me. Um, and you talked about my trauma. So I also feel understood. <laughs> but women are super complex. And I feel like I actually talked to, to Nikki Glazer a lot about this, how like when you can start talking about like pooping and farting in front of your in front of your friends that's when you like bond with them and it's also like a confidence thing because hmm. i used to i'm very open but like i couldn't be like talking about pooping i just felt like it was so gross and i would like be gross if i did and i was like no whatever i'm most scared of i have to own so i want to confess that i've actually farted on a guy's face when he was going down on me oh my god I love this. I, we haven't had anything like this, but it's so relatable and I'm glad we're talking about it. I'm glad you find it relatable because I feel like when it happened, the way he reacted, everything, it was like it never happened to anyone before and it was unheard of. And I'm like, it seems so easy to fart when a guy's going down on you. First of all, your legs are bent a lot of the time. So you're already in a squat position, which means, you know, when you're trying to orgasm, you kind of like mm. push a little, like you're forcing it a little. It is so easy to fart. And like, I don't know, some people might have more control of their butthole, but like, yeah, I farted in his face. And when that, I feel like farting. Well, how long sex, had you guys, okay, wait, set, set the stage a little yes, bit. Like, were you guys in a serious relationship or is this a date? Like, did we you know were him like well? a serious hookup where okay. like I didn't feel like I was emotionally available but I could tell that like he was super into me and we had like a lot of trust mm. and we were like it wasn't like the first time you weren't nervous around him no okay. we were very close and I was feeling when it happened I was like there were three <laughs> ways to go about it we could either like just keep going and he could be turned on by just like the raw animalisticness of us whatever there's just air fluid things coming out of me b he could laugh, acknowledge it, and then keep going. Or mm -hmm. C, he can give up. And it was C. Wow. C happened. But he, like, was like, did you fart? Laughed. And then, like, lost his boner for the rest of the night. And But I thought it was the funniest thing ever because <laughs> he reacted like that. And I just felt, like, in that moment, I'm like, it has to have happened to other girls, but no one talks about it. I'm sure. I mean, I, I, I relate to getting embarrassed because I still feel a little bit like nervous about talking about poop, but I also am aware that it's fine. But, yes. but I think, um, yeah, that's really interesting because I've never had that specific thing happen. I've definitely made like, you know, queef noises and all that. And I will laugh, but now I don't, I used to get embarrassed and now I don't like now I just go, you know, I'm, if it if if it does end things, then they it's up to them to tell me because I'm not like if I'm still good. I mean, for me, I'm like a queef is adorable. Like my biggest, I feel like maybe I'm just like need to change my diet, but I'm like the number one thing. Like I feel like I'm over obsessed with like where my bloat is in the moment because like most of the time it's the only time I won't really want to have sex if I'm, is like when I'm like this is going to be a gassy mess and I can't do this. I, yeah, that's when I lie down. Um, no, I've had that. <laughs> I've had that like after a big dinner, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want them to hang. But, so, but early in relationships and earlier in my 20s, I would find an excuse for them to leave, cause, yeah. which now I'm like, that's stupid. I could just be like, I could now just be like, I'm full and, I, and they'll like get it. But I used yeah. to be like, oh, they can't be around. What if I have to like poop or worse, diarrhea? Because like, I don't want <laughs> sex like holding in a fart the whole time. That's oh so God, uncomfortable. No. And it's not. Yeah, it's not. If they knew I was uncomfortable, they wouldn't be happy. 
Well, but, here's my question. What would you, okay, we have two questions. One is yeah. in the moment, did you, were you thinking like, oh, I have to let it out. And then did you think about this or just happened? And then you had this thought? <laughs> it just happened. Okay. Like I was not in my control. It happened. And I was like trying to orgasm and I did not orgasm and neither did he. <laughs> um, and then afterward, I just, I like had to, I was like, I have to tell this on podcast now. That's and that so was funny. the positive part of it. Oh but I gosh. do think you're right. Like if a guy is grossed out because you farted, I mean, it was funny because he's on his face. <laughs> he's not the one. And maybe that's how you can test it. Maybe girls should do it more to see how much a guy's into them. But yeah, there you go. Start the, the fart movement. The, the new no makeup is a uh, fart <laughs> on his face. But um, I do know that I've been in relationships before where I was self-sabotaging it or like I was just over it and I would fart in front of him because I didn't care. And like uh. it took it just wasn't as sexy. Like we lost the like sexy mm. vibe. So I, I do enjoy like pretending I don't fart <laughs> when I'm dating a guy. But then like I'm seeing someone now and he just left and I was like, miss you, but happy I can fart now just as a joke. It is. But, it is like um, I think it's interesting because I've definitely heard that and I, I, I'm on both sides. So I'm with you in that. I think you should be comfortable, but that doesn't mean you need to fart in front of someone. Like I think it yeah. shouldn't be the thing that ends your relationship. But also, like, just like if I'm hanging out with my best friend and I know I'm going to have to fart, I, like, won't on purpose fart in front of them. But yes. I know it's not going to ruin our friendship. So right. Like, <laughs> if I'm with my best friend, I'm still, like, if I accidentally fart, it's not the end of the world. And she'll be like, oh, my God, ew, did you fart? And I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Yes. But, like, I shouldn't do any more than that with, like, my significant other. Yeah, there's still respect, like, but. Yeah, respect them. <laughs> but um, my other question is, what would you do if that happened to you? Because I think that's how I've helped, that's helped me get through like feeling insecure about yeah. my body. I had sex so late in life. Like I didn't lose my virginity till almost out of college. And I was just mm -hmm. so insecure about doing things wrong. And then what helped me was like, oh, would I think this was gross if this guy did it to me? And so I'm curious, um, well, A, has that ever happened? And would you have found it gross if it, if it hasn't happened, but it did? I, th I think it was really funny and I would like laugh about it and then be like want to make him feel comfortable because like I actually don't care and then in my head I'd be like okay now that he's done it if I do it it won't be as bad <laughs> but then it's actually funny too because we don't we complain a lot of as girls being like oh I can't fart in front of them so hard but then I know like the guy I was seeing he was like I need a fart and I've been like holding it in Aww. and it was actually kind of cute and I think we're actually a little more similar than different but I also, it's kind of new, but I know mm. there comes a point where like guys just start fart farting all the time. And I'm like kind of envious of that freedom. And it's still like masculine and like cool and nonchalant. <laughs> but if a girl does it, she like loses her sex appeal. So I'm working through that. <laughs> it's interesting because yeah. I'm trying to think now, because when you said the thing about the animalistic, I never thought about it that way. But I'm wondering if there's, I think in the same way, a lot of guys are like, oh, I love when a girl's in t-shirt and jeans. I think what it is, is they want to see a side that they feel like nobody's seen. So sometimes yeah. like if you never fart and then you, you do, and they know it's like they've earned it. I could see a guy being like, oh, that's really hot. But it's not because the fart's hot. I think it's that they know for sure that you're comfortable around them. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I mean, guys, I guess, let me know if this is the correct. You're right. Like respect it. And I think in a, I just hate those relationships where someone's like, yeah, I've never farted in front of my boyfriend. We've been together for 12 years. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, what kind of obstacles have you had to overcome oh to do that? Yeah, or maybe, I, I like, need I to see what like... you do when you have an unwanted pregnancy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just... Hold it in. Don't hold it in. <laughs> 
and it it doesn't feel good and I also think maybe I just have to take like laxative no not laxative lactate pills well if it's a diet lactate thing yeah pills. but I think you, you're you don't need to be so hard on yourself for one fart but um it's interesting because I think I also hate those couples and it's not because I'm so comfortable farting either, but I think it's because they like to make it seem like that's the secret. And I'm like, there's no way that's the secret. Like, Oh, that's not the secret. And also it's like putting like an unrealistic standard to Mm -hmm. farting with your partner. And I do think that like, you just don't want to feel like if you do it, it's the end of the world. Like, you know that it's just like the fear and anxiety of it that I just hate. Yeah, that's a good way. It's of putting a natural it. human function. Totally. I and um, then we're like, yeah. I have one with my well, my boyfriend is very comfortable, like not in a gross way, like I don't have to hear or smell anything. But the early on when we were first dating, not exclusive, one time we were just hanging out for a long time, and he was like, "Okay, I gotta go shit," and then just like went to the bathroom, and I was like so disarmed, but then also like, oh cool, like it was like a moment where I was like. Oh, cool. Like, I, I didn't know we were it's that comfortable. It's actually like a form of intimacy to like yeah. say that. I was like, I didn't yeah. know we were that comfortable. But now I feel like I trust him more to tell me like, like, I, I'm so anxious that I'm always like, are you uncomfortable? Is something wrong? Like, oh, you're not saying that I'm making you mad. So the fact that he was so comfortable made me feel a lot better that if something was wrong, he would tell me. So it kind of. Yeah, I'm just like trying to end the whole like girls don't poop, girls don't fart thing. Like, I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's cute. <laughs> and like guys love that joke being like girls don't fart and I'm like this isn't like 1980 can we stop <laughs> like I am really get annoyed by it yeah and then like, do guys them, still like, say that really I mean I guess I just feel I like feel I've like gotten so way more like angry. queer since I moved to LA I was very much in like I was a sorority and I was like very much like not at all in, I was very much in straight culture in New York mm-hmm. and I've only gotten more uh <laughs> in the queer culture in LA so I don't really feel like I'm around guys like that much now but oh I, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, that is just a specific kind of dude that like I need to punch in the face but that's when you like look at them really sexy and you're just like I took a massive dump before I got here and if that offends you like I'm sorry but like I'm still getting laid so I know guys it. that will like send each other pictures of their poop and I'm like see that's gross like why are you doing yeah, that that <laughs> that's just like I love content creation, but that is like yeah, not okay. I'm shitting out content. LA. <laughs> Swipe up for my latest shit. <laughs> I almost feel like, you know what? I've never thought about it till just now, but I'm like, is that like the like guys who need to send dick pics to girls, like, but they can't send a dick pic to a friend, so they send their shit to their guy friends? I, I have, there has to be a Venn diagram and it has to be a circle. That's probably. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. They can't send dick pics to guys because that would like cross some type of line but they still want to feel like they're like revealing a part of themselves yeah it's like a little kid who needs to, their picture put on the refrigerator even though it sucks it's like can you tell yeah. me this is good it's like oh my god <laughs> i also think that i like will bond with friends like i joke that i have like nervous poops and like when i tell a girl like oh my god i just had a nervous poop and she like laughs or like is like oh my god that happens to me i immediately feel so much closer to her I get nervous poops too, and I didn't used to know that was a thing. And like before, I used to dance, and before like competitions and stuff, I would just oh, get yeah. so nervous. And then eventually, I realized like, oh, like you're fine. You're not gonna poop on stage, so just get over it. But I used to always be like, yeah. I gotta go now, and then I'd like take off my whole costume, and it's like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But it's also like it's not even something you ate or anything. It's just like your body being anxious and like feeling mm-hmm. like. It's fight or flight. Like, um, animals do it. I've seen videos. I don't know. I used to love watching animal videos where, like, um, I've seen one where this dog gets scared and then he poops in the house and immediately. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Because they're like, I got to get light so I could run. Yeah, that's the animalistic part. And I guess, like, I feel like with love, like, you want to be, like, your 100%, like, rawest self. Mm -hmm. Even, like, in terms of, like, shaving my legs and stuff, there's been, like, two types of guys. There's guys who were, like, I'm so grossed out if your legs aren't shaven or guys who were, like, I couldn't give less of a fuck how much hair you have on your legs, which is, like, where I, like, am more attracted to and they're more attracted to me. But then it, like, I want to shave when I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you need someone who's, like, you have to always have hair. I think it kind of comes back to um, the guy, the the guy's security. Because the more I think about guys who need their, like, girlfriends to be a certain way, the more I realize, like, they're so insecure that their girlfriend's going to reflect on them. And so, like, if a guy's like, I need your legs to be shaven, I feel like that's a guy who's like, oh, it's going to make me feel like I'm not masculine because my girlfriend has hairy legs, which... Like, I don't imagine it really makes that big of a difference. Like, no, I, I think you're right. Oh, wait. Oh, it's Sorry, all good. FaceTiming me. <laughs> Decline. Decline. Wow. Honored. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, like, it's, you're giving me inspiration now to fe- be more open because even, like, I'm still sort of, I have to, I'm going on a tr- uh, trip with my boyfriend for <gasps> first time. We're going on a very, like, small, like, 10 people in this wedding that um uh for one of my best friends that we're being careful about but like it's the first time we're Where going anywhere going? going to tahoe so it's just driving but it's the first cool. time we're gonna like go somewhere and stay in a, you know like stay together and i'm like even though we've like stayed at each other's places i get a lot of anxiety traveling with friends too like when i'm on tour i'm always like when can i poop next like because i don't yeah. like pooping in hotel rooms because it's always like the doors right there i always yeah. have to figure out when we're going to be in a lobby or something and you're giving me inspiration to be like you know what maybe i just won't think about it and i'll just do what happens or just be super open about it and be like honestly like this is fucking up my pooping schedule <laughs> and everyone's fucking like chill the fuck out and like I'm gonna poop and please go away because I can't like have people near the door right now (laughs) like I will like joke and I'll like walk out of a bathroom and I'll be like no one go in there like just to like joke and embrace it and make people laugh because it's like such a huge part of living and functioning especially with like stand-up like you want to be your most comfortable when you get on stage I'm not gonna like not take a shit beforehand because I'm afraid (laughs) someone's gonna know that I pooped like and then it god forbid affects my set because I'm afraid I'm gonna poop myself and then even if they didn't know, it should be fine. It is like, what is exactly. the worst thing? Yeah, it's, man, that is like, we and hold so much shame, but it's every day that you would have to have that shame if you don't let it go. So it's like, why? And I think it stems from my own insecurity of being like, oh, am I not feminine enough? And I think I realize like, I'm just me. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm like too feminine or masculine or whatever. It's just, this is Hannah and it's all in me. I think that's a good way of putting it. I used to, I mean, I am identify as like bisexual, but I used to, I didn't know till I was a lot older. And so I used to struggle a lot with like presentation because I really, I did pageants. I was cheerleader. I really like um, feeling feminine. It makes me feel sexy, but it's not because I want to be like a girl, if that makes sense. Like, I think it's, I think gender, I mean, I'm obviously going to have a, a opinion that's very <laughs> complicated because yeah. I don't even quite know uh I feel like I'm always evolving, but my personal feeling of myself is like, it's not about being like, this is girly, this is boy-ish. It's like, this is all me. And instead of categorizing it, we should just be more examples of like how it actually doesn't matter because I am a woman and I'm all those things. So therefore those things can't be masculine because 
I'm, you know, a hundred percent. Well, like any characteristic being called masculine is like a social construction. I hate to get like too yeah. like, mathematical about it, but it's like someone decided that like being funny is masculine. Mm-hmm. It's like not a thing, <laughs> but like in the past, like men were the ones who were on TV and who were making jokes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I also love the internet because it like women could be just be hilarious about like a gatekeeper of a man having to be like, oh, you're yeah. allowed to be on the show or not. So I like kind of loved, yeah, just changing the idea of like, what is a feminine or masculine, masculine quality. And it's funny because like, I've never had to change that stuff for like the kind of guys who are attracted to me. Cause like I have girls who will like kind of shame me kind of being like, you don't dress feminine enough. Like you don't act feminine enough. And it's like, well, guys still want to fuck me. So <laughs> like, maybe that's your insecurity that you feel like you have to be super feminine for a guy to like you, but like find a guy who likes you not because like you have pink nail polish it is most oftentimes girls especially like in big girl groups like uh were you ever in a sorority no i was actually on a i was a tennis player so like oh, okay. my tennis team was so kind of like you're cool for real not not for money <laughs> <laughs> i went to wisconsin you pay for like, your friends <laughs> more like athletic um, <laughs> but I, I I understand that scene. I mean, I, I have like jokes. I, I wasn't really big at NYU, but I, I'm from California, so a lot of my friends at home were. So that's sort of what drew me to it. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up dropping. But um, I do know that world a bit, and I feel like a lot of the judgment that, uh, of fitting in a box came from the other woman, and not all of them. Like some of my best friends, I did meet in that world, but as a whole, like there's this like feeling that, like if you don't fit in and we're all working so hard, it's like not fair if you get something out of it. You know, if you get if you start dating someone and you're in a healthy relationship and they accept you, it's like, oh, that's not fair because like you didn't have to hide that part of you, you know. You're so right. I mean, also like I will sometimes like, because I think I grew up as an athlete, Mm -hmm. I just like wearing makeup wasn't something that I like always did. And I remember like, even on this reality show, I was on Summer House the first season, like this one girl who like I'm good friends with and we've like, our friendships have evolved, but like she got a boob job. Like she has stuff done to her face. She's like platinum hair, blonde hair. And she was like kind of coming at me for like not being feminine enough. (laughs) I don't know, like, like, is it your own insecurities that like I haven't altered my appearance and I'm just kind of like, just being me mm-hmm. and if that's not like good enough for you like you're not trying to fuck me so like why <laughs> why do I care what you think about me that's interesting and, because yeah. the way you described it like at first you're like yeah that makes sense a girl who cares about her looks would do a lot of work but at the base of it someone who says you're not feminine enough but then changed a bunch of stuff about them is showing that they don't think they're feminine enough because they changed a bunch of stuff it's funny because then when I called her out on the show she was like I'm a tomboy like I've been a tomboy my whole <sighs> life and I'm like, I'm just oh, one of the so guys. Like, I just don't get kinda... along with girls. I don't know why. There's so much drama. <laughs> she literally <laughs> says I'm, I'm a girl's guy. And I was like, oh, I don't. Oh. Um, I'm going to be calm. But yeah, I, I do think like she was projecting her stuff onto me. And I think instead of girls being like, wait, wait, you're not playing by the rules that like society has told us. Be like, okay, let's like start breaking our fucking rules. That's why I did have a tweet in quarantine where it was like, because everyone was, like, not getting their nails done all the time and, like, not getting, like, laser, like, hair removal and, like, not dyeing their hair all the time. And I was, like, isn't this nice? Can we all just, like, keep doing this? And, like, people will still like us. Like, I swear. I just hate, like, we already have the wage gap. Plus, we're putting, like, thousands of dollars in a year to, like, try to look a type of way that isn't even natural. I guess I'm just envious that guys can just, like, 
like the fact even before I go on stage or before I do like a, a serious interview, I have to like put a whole face on of makeup mm-hmm. and it like, it pisses me off. And yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. One time I was like, cause I, I do still like, like, I think it's okay to be critical of it, but also like it. Like I, I yeah, I'll admit, yeah. I mean, my hair is, people can't see, but people who know me, I I've dyed my hair. I'm wearing jewelry and makeup. But I also agree with you. Like, we shouldn't have to, but it's okay that we've now, like, now that that's a system, it, I'm also not trying to be like, well, fuck everything, you know? Oh, yeah. But I, like, I, I sorry, go I ahead. don't like being told what I have to do. Like, yes. Like, randomly, I was going to brunch with, like, the guy I'm seeing, and I, like, put on this, like, kind of funky, like, red, pink lipstick that was super bright, and he's like, why are you putting makeup on? Like, it's whatever. And I was like, I don't know, I just want to feel, like, vibing today. It's my vibe today. It's whatever. I feel like that's a guy who, I mean, he probably, you are doing it for him, but he's probably not realizing that sometimes you just want to look good for the world too. Like, or you like it how you look and it's not. I just like, yeah, I wanted to like, I I hadn't gone outside in public for a while because like obviously quarantine. And I was like, I kind of want to look like, like I have like fashion, like style, like I'm stylish today. Um, And it's true. I wasn't doing it for him, but, and then I like put on a leather jacket and he's like, okay, I'm dating I, we're in Greece right now, and uh-huh. I'm like, you understand my aesthetic and spine. Um, I did the other day. I mean, we're still not open in LA, I, uh, so I, I've been a lot of like just like at home dinners. But I um, a couple of weeks ago, I just put on a leather skirt and really dressed like, like to wear like a choker, like um like 90s choker, and like you mm-hmm. know those tattoo ones and a scrunchie. Oh my god! And I was yeah. just like, I'm just gonna dress up. Like it was like Friday night. Usually we're just like in PJs. I'm like, I'm just gonna dress up. I'm like, why not? Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun. <laughs> so it's this balance of like, I think I just don't like when someone tells me what I have to do to be like accepted in a type of way. Yeah, I think that's. But a I good also way don't want to like not wear makeup and people to make a big deal about it. Like I want, I don't want people. Oh my You're god! So brave or like that too. <laughs> yeah, like I'm so brave. And I was like, no. Yeah, well, I I think because I'm also in film and I used to. Um, do more producing and so I would like you know invest in equipment when I could and I remember one time this was a few years ago but when I was first in LA like making some more money doing uh, like industry work and being like oh I should invest in something and I actually had the thought like should I buy a new camera or should I get my hair dyed and I was like fuck this because I did want both I was like and obviously <laughs> I've since been able to make it work but I'm like damn how much money have I spent dying, ma- making my hair blonde like wanting to get eyelash extensions like mm-hmm. that I could have been putting into equipment <laughs> well it's so, oh my god the eyelash extension fad <sighs> is is wild because I, I do have to say that like I am fortunate in that like I do have good eyelashes like I naturally <laughs> have like long I'm Italian I have like long dark curly eyelashes so I can't be like I don't get it like maybe if I had like smaller eyelashes, I would love it. But I feel like once people started to get it, it started to just be like, if you didn't have it, you looked like naked. Mm-hmm. And then like people without it were like going crazy. And it's, it's so like, if no one got it, no one would think it's a thing. If that makes sense. It's even yeah. like the, the lip plump, like everyone is getting these like lip um, fillers. And it's like, can we just stop? <laughs> can we just stop making that like the, Norm that you have to always look like you have the most voluptuous huge lips all the fucking time like we just stop well the secret is eventually because it's like you should do what makes you feel good but eventually what happens when everyone's the same because it's a fad is like you're always gonna get someone the guy who's like i really like that you didn't do that thing because there always is natural beauty so no matter what yeah. you'll be able to stand out the eyelash thing i feel like i okay this i've never <laughs> this is a confession because i literally this is where i feel like women judge me but guys i know don't care is mm-hmm. i 
didn't want to keep doing eyelash extensions because it's so expensive and I was like this isn't worth it and I don't need to do this but I liked how it looked so I got like fake eyelashes which a lot of the newer trends just look fake but you have to put it on quite often and I was wearing them like to auditions and to dates and guys can't tell the difference no but girls can girls would be like oh you got extensions and then I'd be like well I'm not gonna lie that's like very much too much of a, a yeah. lie so then I would have to be like no they're fake but My guys would not ask these, like, magnet ones oh and she yeah she just puts it on and it, they like actually look the same as extensions and it's like way healthier for you it's not as invasive <laughs> it's way cheaper um so yeah, yeah. it's like yeah whatever makes you feel sexy as long as you don't feel like you're like you have to do it for the man yeah you like have to do it for like the rule book <laughs> i liked how it looked but i just knew if i was around girls they would be asking a lot of questions because a they would want to know like the experience and where i got them if they were real and if they weren't which they weren't they're gonna be like oh like so then i was like i don't want to. like now they Girls know what it takes to put on fake eyelashes. Now they're imagining me going to CVS, buying a bunch of Ardell's and doing it every day. And I'm like, I don't want that. But like so men didn't know the difference. So I got to like, whenever I was going on dates with just guys, I'd be like, put it on the eyelashes. They can't yeah. tell. Wait, so when you're dating like guys versus girls, do you have like slightly different like aesthetic or like style or find yourself in different habits? of upkeeping yourself yeah interesting i feel like i get more nervous getting dressed up for girls because they do like things like the eyelashes they can tell they more. know what's happening and if they really like it they'll be like where'd you get that like they'll they'll want to know so i i like you know it's a little bit uh harder to trick them not that i'm tricking guys but guys you just want to feel good tell if you got a haircut like if you cut four <laughs> inches off they wouldn't know with men i feel like for me it's more about how i feel and then that will come off so it's like i do want to look good because if i look what i think is good it'll feel good but with yes. women it's sometimes a little more like what is this person going to like like mm -hmm. so it's a little bit more <laughs> oh my god it's so interesting and so confusing yeah I think I need to get over that too. I haven't dated as many women as I've dated men because I came out later in yeah. life. So I feel like that's yeah. maybe more of an adolescent um, point of view. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you're a little more judgmental of yourself because you're not like fully like c confident yet in that like identity or something. Yeah. I think of that sometimes, especially with um, bisexual or like dual identities or even if you came out late in life, it's people often feel like they're late bloomers, but it's really because like imagine like the first time I saw a dick, you know, I was a teenager and mm -hmm. it, I didn't know what to do. So whenever there's women who are like, I like women, but I'm like scared to have sex with a woman, but I know I like them. Like, well, were you scared the first time you had sex with a guy? Like, yes. it's okay. like you probably will be scared because it's the first time. It's not because girls are scary. It's just like, it's new. And it's also weird because like you coming out later, like it's not like the second you come out, you've become this new person. Like mm. if you've always been that person, it's just like exploring how you present yourself yeah and also every the world is more adult so like people have experience whereas in high school everyone's kind of like learning so yeah. you don't feel like behind you know i think it's funny too because i get in these conversations and it's interesting talking to you because i'm straight but i like i'm okay with like presenting as like i like presenting um like wearing like boyish clothes uh -huh. or like just not really like having a gender sometimes and I haven't like deeply thought about it too much, but I think sometimes girls will like don't like that I'm like not fitting into like the mm -hmm. completely straight girl norm. Um, but it's also like I grew up always playing sports and I grew up in certain, it, there's just like environmental factors that might have added to it. And also I, I grew up in Brooklyn where like it was always like 
being different was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, where I think some places, if everyone is like very similar, you more easily just want to look like everyone else and be like everyone else. So it was like yeah. more embraced for me to like dress however the fuck I wanted when I was a kid and stuff. Where in Brooklyn did you grow up? I grew up in Park Slope. Oh, wow. Cool. I feel like like that's a, it's also, yeah, I think it goes back to like, um, how community identifies, like what values they identify. I feel like in Brooklyn, like being tough and being smart are like value traits in both genders, but in some societies or cultures, those are masculine traits. So I could see how that would make you feel like, oh, in certain circles, they see me as more masculine, but in like if you're living in Brooklyn, like you got, you got to get tough. You got to get smart. I think you kind of nailed it. You're so smart because it, yeah, it's more like I never valued my looks. Mm-hmm. So it's not that like I'm more masculine. It's just like, I'm not caring as much about my looks because in Brooklyn, like it was very about like, yeah, like how I was doing and my family too. They never were like, Oh, you're a princess. or like, Oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> it was always like, how are her grades? How is she mm-hmm. doing in sports? Like how is those are like the two most important things. Do you have siblings? I have one younger brother. Oh, okay. Oh, cause, okay. Because I, I, like a lot of girls who play sports um, who grew up in the way that you're talking about often have older brothers. So I was just curious. But I'm also the oldest. And I, um, so, yeah, and I was. I feel like my dad was kind of like my older brother. Like, he was <laughs> like, we did like a lot of stuff together and he was kind of my coach. But I do think it's, it's true. It's like whatever your society valued. Like if I grew up with my parents being like, you're so pretty, then that's what I mm. attach my ego to. And I think it's more or less, like I guess the most masculine masculine thing about me is that I don't sexualize myself that much mm-hmm. in terms of looks. Like even my Instagram, like I don't love posting photos of myself. I like I think like what energy am I putting to the world? Like I want to try to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And then like just because of my career, I people have been like, you have to put your face out there more. You have to put your face <laughs> out there. So I've been doing it, but it's not like an enjoyable thing for me. I, I understand that feeling, but I, I, this is what I think I haven't gotten to it yet, but what I'm working on is being accepted for the whole thing. And I think what it is is society puts so much emphasis on looks for women, especially if you're in the media that you're trying to draw away from it. But I, I think it's okay to be proud of the looks, but we're trying to catch up where it's like, look at both. So then you're telling yeah. them not to look, but like, cause sometimes I do this. I like put, I like putting, um, pictures up, but then I always feel like I have to, counter it with a really stupid caption yes. or like yes. add a joke immediately and the reality is like yeah I want you to think I'm hot and funny but I yeah. don't want to be judged or you can judge but I just want you to look at both and that's yeah okay but I don't know it's it's very complicated it's, to be a woman <laughs> but I do love being like such very multifaceted like the industry wants to be like oh are you like the funny girl are you like the hot one and lately I'm very into just like power poses like mm. I just like I love I will thought squat every pose or do like some kind of like masculine power pose with like a sexy outfit showing my ass or yes. my waist or something. Have you ever worn <laughs> um a suit to a wedding? I feel like that would <gasps> you would love it. Um oh my- I've well, started I doing that you- and I love it so much. Oh my god, I like love a that. Like a hot tailored suit like that like you feel good and look good in, but like it's like what, you know, I don't know. I mean it is like not to be like continue presenting queer but <laughs> We wear pants all the time, but for some reason, over- overwhelmingly at weddings, women are still expected to wear dresses. And I mean, I'm obsessed, especially for fall, like an oversized blazer with like mm-hmm. shoulder pads is like everything. And like a power suit of like a cool, like, like pastel color or something, I think is just like awesome. And my mom is always like, show your curves, show your curves. But 
I love not sharing my curves and people will be like, this is the time when you are fit. And I'm like, no, like I want to be, feel like powerful sometimes. Yeah. And I love a power suit. Yes. A power suit and a, and a power <laughs> squat. I love these both. Um, yes. I love this so much. Um, I'm so glad you shared this. This is like, I could talk about this all day, but we're kind of coming to the end of this. So, um, I want to wrap up by, so kind of going back to your story to conclude, obviously <laughs> that's over and you're in a healthy relationship, but if, uh, if, let's say like it's not a do-over but like if you were able to say something to this person I don't know if you guys are still friends but more as a as a nebulous like idea out there for any girl or woman who's going through that insecurity like what would you say like now knowing what you know um in that moment like is there anything you would do differently or or you know tell tell him I would say that um there's nothing for you to be embarrassed about and that it's just like more showing of who you are. And what I realized is in past relationships, I'll try to be like the perfect version of myself, like the perfect thing that society wants me to be. But I've realized that like the reason, you know, when people are like, I fell for them, like I've never met someone like them. Like there's an X factor I can't describe. Like that X factor is you, like when you let go and like accidentally just like be yourself. And if farting while he's going down on you is that, then fully embrace it. And like, this guy actually like, liked me more after I think. <laughs> like in the long run, like he wasn't scared. He didn't leave me like, so for girls who are scared of it happening and think it's mm. like their worst nightmare, it happened to me and I survived to tell the tale. And he's, he's just like feeding you cheese every time you hang out now. He's like, yeah, he just like feeds me grapes and cheese. <laughs> and I farted out and we like, we would live happily ever after, but he moved to Australia. Mm. So that's that. Gotcha. Um, well, I thought that was really beautiful and I'm glad you shared it. Um, Hannah, <laughs> where can you. people follow you? Do you want to plug your socials? Yeah, people can follow me on Instagram at beingburns, B-E-I-N-G-B-E-R-N-Z. Um, and that's also my Twitter. And then watch Summer House if you want to watch some like, it's actually a fun binge watch. I'm seasons three and four. And then um, I have a new show on Bravo coming out on the 27th, September 27th. Oh, so Bravo's soon. chat room. Yeah, so check all that out that's and listen awesome. to my podcast burning in hell yes check and it out i'd love to have you on I'll oh you i on would love that yeah that'd be awesome um i talk to people about their demons so it's <laughs> b-e-r-n so yeah cool and you can that. follow this podcast at tell me anything pod and follow me at larissa t on twitter and instagram thank you Yay. Yay. Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Nicole. And we're the hosts of the comedy podcast, Dude, That's Fucked Up. Join us every Wednesday for an irreverent discussion on topics such as light cannibalism, a la the Donner Party, JFK's meth dependency, cryptid fanfic, and even pubes. It's available now on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Go to dtfupodcast.com for more information. You know what's not fucked up? This podcast, you butthole. Eee. This has been a hoo-ha-ha podcast.